Let's talk about the positive discipline toolkit. So I recently went for a workshop for guidance and counseling coordinators. And trust me, that was my first time getting to know that every every school needs a guidance and counseling coordinator. I wasn't a guidance and counseling coordinator for my school, but my headmaster had to choose somebody. So I was given the position. <laughs> the workshop was about positive discipline toolkit that is going to be the replacement of corporal punishment in school. And the workshop was designed for guidance and counseling coordinators to um, educate them and to also, in return, they go back to their schools to educate the staff on how to use the positive discipline toolkits rather than corporal punishment in schools. Positive discipline toolkits was introduced by GES in 2016 and it was developed through a consultative process involving GES personnel, child protection practitioners, the clergy, um, traditional authority, students, UNICEF representatives, teachers and teacher unions, as well as NGOs. It's not something new, it's been in existence, but I think it wasn't fully implemented. The toolkit is designed to provide the teacher with the guidance and tools to adopt a positive discipline approach in schools and classrooms. The procedure and steps are not meant to constitute an additional burden, but to serve as tools to help you to incorporate positive discipline. So this positive discipline toolkit is designed to take away corporal punishment. So instead of teachers using cane or resorting to other forms of corporal punishment, this positive toolkit has been designed to ensure that um, they instill discipline and they punish all rights, but then they don't use any form of harmful way that is going to result in um, hurting or um, causing harm to the child. The toolkit comes in three levels. The level one, which is proactive measure. The level two, which is early detection or intervention. And level three, which is the corrective measure. Each of these levels has its, um, do I say measures, that is going to, to guide the type you. of um, the type of discipline to instill when a child goes wrong in the teaching and learning environment. Level one, the proactive measure. Um, it talks about creating a disciplined environment by setting rules positively, where positive means straightforward and precise. Straightforward and precise means that do not set um, your rules and regulations for your teaching and learning environment in the negative aspect. When I say negative aspect, I'm trying to say that instead of you writing your rules by attaching do not, just go straight to the point. Tell the learners what you expect of them. For instance, instead of you saying, do not litter the environment, say, put your rubbish in the dustbin or sweep the compound always. Don't say, do not litter them. If you say, do not litter the environment, they, they explain that you are trying to create a curiosity drive in the learner. So the learner would want to um, try the opposite of they doing it. If they do it, what will happen? They would like to know. And we, we know kids. Kids are very curious. They would always want to know 
the you know what what happens when they do something so if you want them to obey by a certain rule you make the rule precise and you make it straightforward so that they know that that is what you expect of them but if you take it to the negative aspect that is saying do not or attaching don't or the negative aspects of anything they would want to try you know they would want to rebel and do it to see what will actually happen after you have um, set your rules to be precise and straightforward you go ahead to encourage them encouragement means you you know you gift somebody or you give rewards to those who are able to go by these rules and regulations if somebody is able to put their rubbish in, in the beans you give them something that is going to serve as an encouragement or is going to serve as an example for others to also go by the rules and regulations that you expected of them to um, go by in the teaching and learning environment and in the classroom we move on to level two level two talks about early detection and intervention this means that after level one after you have set the rules and regulation and some people or some students are able are unable to go by these rules and regulation then you are going to check them out and then you explain to them how best you would want or the reasons why you'd want them to go by these rules and regulations I, i've already said the first the first uh, measure that is explanation so you explain to the learner what you expect of them the reasons be behind the um obeying the rules and regulations that you have set for them if the learner still do not go by the rules and regulations after the explanation then you go on an agreement with them hey this is what i want you to do but you are not doing this so what can we do the agreement should not be one-sided as in it should not be only you giving instruction it should be both you and the learner coming to an agreement you come to um you reach an agreement so it should be balanced if you do this that is what you get so do this so that you can get this yes so that is the agreement measure if after the agreement still the learner is not listening to the rules and regulation is not obeying them then you go ahead to um interview them interview them in such a way that you'd like to probe more you'd want to know the reasons why they are not going by the rules and regulations set for them you ask more questions and then you you expect um, answers to these questions this is going to help you to understand the learner better to know the reasons behind they finding it difficult to obey the rules and regulations that you have set for them then after the interview you log the learner's behavior in a book so if the learner is still not obeying the rules and regulation then you take a book then you write the learner's behavior this is going to help you to know who to refer the learner to or um how best you can help the learner they also felt that you logging the student's name and the behavior that they have done in the book is going to create a sort of fear in the learner because they felt when students see you doing something like that they start to you know feel like oh madam is writing my name in a book oh why you know they start to question themselves and they they start to actually think about what they've done if what they've done is that's bad and they need to you know change so that is the um logging students behavior in a book i'm really thirsty <sighs> okay where was i we are moving on to level three 
Level three is the corrective measures. So if the child is unable to go um, by level one, level two, then you move on to the corrective measures. This includes reflective period. At this stage, you call the learner. You ask them, why, why are you doing this? You know, after you have interviewed, after you have done everything that you are supposed to do. So the learner is not going by the rules and regulation. Then you, in, you um, help them to reflect on the things that they have done. You ask them questions. Why are you doing this? You know, you know that sort of com communication. So at this point, you are more of, um, you do more of the talking to install that sort of um, mindset in the learner to drive them back to what they have done and the consequences of what they have done. After doing this, you can go ahead to ensure or in, in, instill these type of discipline. That is cleaning. They can go ahead to pick around a range of decks, sweeping, weeding, etc. Anything that has to do with cleaning the environment. You can use it as a form of punishment or sanctioning to correct the learner. Then you can also use the designated sitting position. So in this instance, whilst everyone is sitting beside somebody or everyone is sitting in um, with their friends, you let the learner sit at a place where it's very designated in the classroom. Kojo, because you did this. So... This will make the learner feel very left out of every activity that goes on in the classroom. And um, they felt that this is a positive discipline action that can be taken in the classroom or in the teaching and learning environment. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Another form of discipline that they expect you to use if all these measures do not work is writing of lines and what they said is that you are not supposed to let the learner buy the book to write um to write the expected behavior you expect them to exhibit you are supposed to buy the book with your money or you talk to your headmaster or anyone in charge to provide a book for the learner but you do not have to let the learner buy the books yes if all these measures are unable to work, then you move on to um, referring the learner to a counsellor. That is the guidance and counselling coordinator in the school. <laughs> so they will take the case upon themselves and see how best they can bring the child or bring the learner to book. There is a level four. And the level four talks about the crisis stage and rehabilitation. Now, in the crisis stage, you withdraw responsibilities from the learner. I think this has to do with um, students that have been assigned a certain responsibility or tax in the school. So you take the, these tax from the students. And that in itself, they felt is a discipline um they felt it's a form of positive discipline. Well, these are the positive toolkit measures that um, is going to help instill discipline and to also help reduce um, indiscipline in our teaching and learning environments. Do you think it's going to help reduce indiscipline in our teaching and learning environments or is going to do otherwise? Let me know in the comment section below.